Hey everybody, welcome back to Risk Management, a actual play tabletop podcast set in a science fictional universe, complete with blood cults and killer robots. I'm Steve Spaulding, here as always with my co-host, Jess Kinghorn. And things calmed down a little bit last episode, which is helpful, I guess. <laughs> um, and we are going to be doing uh, something a little bit different for the first part of the episode. We're doing a little bit of a time skip. So we're going to kind of play a game to show what the characters have been doing while the messengers are busy putting doors back on things and getting <laughs> machinery working again after <laughs> their home that whole situation yeah after their home has been pretty pretty badly destroyed so we'll see how that goes but before that you've got any do you have anything you want to plug talk about Oh, uh, I, I guess um, I've been really bad at watching or reading or really doing anything other than sleeping right now. Um, but I did get out to see an independent theatre production uh, from Black Dog Pro- Productions here in Bath. And they're really good. And they're, sorry, <sighs> talking words things. Um, I saw their devised piece, Orphan, which only had a cast of three characters but it was bloody good and i was on the edge of my seat for each horrid revelation that came out during the two hour runtime and i would recommend it but i saw it on its final night um i will say that black dog productions are definitely one to watch if you're in the somerset area awesome uh given the fact that this will almost certainly come out months from now (laughs) I'm sure they might they'll... be putting on a new show, which is excellent. <laughs> right, I'm sure they'll have an entirely new show by then. Uh, I am going to recommend a Hulu original called Shut Eye, and it is a story about a pair of married con artists who run a psychic business in California, and due to circumstances that occur in the first season, the second season is currently out. Um, the husband realizes that he might have actual psychic abilities, and Awkward. I don't want to—I don't want to really spoil any part of it. But it is much more than a story about con artists. It's uh, about the about the Romani. It's about like family. It's a very interesting and kind of well structured television show mm-hmm. that I've been enjoying quite a bit. So the second season's out on Hulu, and you should watch it last episode anders had a little conversation with jasmine rose um and it mostly amounted to the fact that jasmine wants to kind of pick anders brain a little bit more about some things that he's been discovering uh how that plays out is really up to jess as we go forward don't get your hopes up And Caro had a conversation with a nameless person. And by conversation, I mean she wandered face first into a holding cell (laughs) and spoke to a hologram of a member of the Glittering Mind that is right now nameless and basically learned a few things about um, the, how should I say it, the political infighting that is going on inside of the messengers. So. That Caro has found herself slap bang in the middle of for some reason. <laughs> As these things happen. So that's pretty much it.
Um, as for what we're going to be doing, there's going to be a three-day time period that's going to go by, and so we're going to play a little mini-game as, as a part of that. We will be looking at each individual, we will be looking at three days in the life of Caro and Anders. We will be breaking those days apart into three pieces, morning, afternoon, and evening. We will be describing what the characters did during each of these periods, and then the other person will describe what happened. Sometimes there will be a role, if that role seems necessary, but oftentimes it'll be simply narrative. Uh, then we will dip back into real time and see how the rest of the world plays out. Before that, though, let's pull the camera back and see what the messengers looks like the next morning. So the very last thing that happened was Helen Doyle gave um, Caro a hug and said how beautiful of a person she is. And then, <laughs> and then left. So the next morning, most of the organization is busy. Though the gray robes and those in the integration center are basically tidying up in their respective areas. The, the real reason that this is occurring is that most of the gray robes don't have specific jobs, so they've been enlisted in the kind of cleanup duties. That is not true for our plucky agents, Carol and Anders, who have been given very specific jobs, and so they will find themselves doing those. The elevator on the far side of the lobby is closed off for repairs, so there's only one elevator leading. It's the freight elevator that leads from the lobby to the upper areas. Okay. The lobby itself has is still not looking great, but is surprisingly better than you would expect. The, between the help of all of the androids who can do a lot more heavy lifting than the flesh and blood people, you know, things are moving along rather quickly and surprisingly efficiently. Um, beyond that, I think the... Oh, Anders has a room now. He's no longer in the integration center and he's been moved fully into a room on the third floor with the rest of the greys. Yes, we finally sorted that out. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. All right, now that we've kind of level set, I'm going to start with you. So the the morning begins, and what does Caro do? So Caro would typically be expected to go into research. Mm. So what do you think your goal would be for the morning? Processing everything that's just happened. I think maybe this first day Caro would be keeping her head down and trying to actually get to know what a normal day looks like uh, and seeing if there are any exploits within a normal day for the kind of work that she has been employed to do. So yeah, I think she would She'd go to work hoping for no kind of worldview challenging revelation to occur, uh, but it's research so you never know. Um, so yeah, I think she's just going to go straight to work. She's not going to dilly-dally. Uh, roll a 1d10 for Oh me. god! <laughs> Um, yes, that is a 1d10. Stop doubting yourself. I got a three. Awesome. Uh, (laughs) roll a knowledge roll. No, roll a perception against nine. Good lord. Okay. Uh, oh wait. Does that hypno talent for prosthetics come into effect now that she's rested? Yeah, now that she's rested, your hypno talent is back. Sweet. So, so that 
negates the minus one debuff because symmet- asymmetry. Correct. Cool. All yep. right then. Cool. So this is perception. This is grace. Crap. Uh, that's three overall. Okay. So you did not notice this until you woke up, essentially. But there was a electronic device that looks like a USB drive in our modern sense, but is a very high density um, information device that was slipped into your robe at some point in the previous day. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, and she didn't notice this until she woke up. Okay. Right. So. Crap. Do you, I mean, like, you can still do exactly what you were doing, but it's, it's essentially like you were... You were getting ready for work, and you were kind of getting your robe sorted, and then oh, it was only, only then that you noticed <laughs> that that something has found its way into your robe. I mean, isn't that always the way? You know, you lipstick on your teeth, a micro USB in your robe, and you wonder if you've been walking the entire day around like that. Um, yeah. Okay. How much? How much? time does she have before she has to go to work um i will say that if you decide to do any to try to do anything with this thing you're going to be late for work calvin is at your door okay time to just conceal whatever the heck this is with you know in the popular spot <laughs> for everything that is concealed in caro's room she yeah tries to wrap it up really like sneakily in the footlocker cool so you go to work and Calvin leads you along and everything is pretty normal. You are presented with more data. Um, the, the Today is more video data than, than previous. It's a lot of images that look like they came from cameras. It's a lot of like point of view kind of video. Um, but But it seems like it's mostly... It's not it doesn't seem like surveillance more than it seems like biometrics in the sense that it feels like there's a lot of data here on like like how fast people are or, or how fast the image is moving relative to the background there's a lot of data on like perception of color perception of um, shape there's a lot of there's there's a lot of coding to this data. The data seems like it's very it's been post processed significantly. So that's most of what you have in front of you. And your assignment today has been to um, run sort of filters over this data to try to kind of categorize it and kind of organize it into chunks. Right. <laughs> uh, other than that, is there any sort of frame of reference other than what's been described, like? Um... I'm guessing it's about as inaccessible otherwise as the other chunks of data have been up to this point. Like, there's no... Like, you can do the job you're ca- asked to carry out, but you're not quite sure what this is all about, really. Yeah, I mean, you also have a very small amount... I mean, by by the standards of big data, you have a very small amount of that sort of fan fiction textual data as well. Right. <laughs> what's, what's the flavour of this... Uh totally not fan fiction today then it's really dark like the, the what you've what you've noticed that is strange about it is that it is much much darker than the previous um, bits of data even though you've only really been to the job once like you've seen two of these like yeah. you saw some earlier it feels consistent in a way that previous data has not and it feels very dark what like 
dark as in the writer's obviously going through a hard time or dark as in experimenting with new sort of like gothic imagery or something along those lines. There's fear in it. There's a lot of dread in it. It's very, it's, if the, the joy and the kind of like weird experimental quality of it seems to have been kind of pared down to this like much darker, much more spare kind of like it's the it's the difference between a sort of cheesy romantic comedy and sort of this Mulholland Drive style psychological thriller. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. Um right, okay. Mm, gonna put that to one side. Come back to that later. <laughs> so I'll give you a couple choices. So your choices are you can just do your job that won't require a role um or you can try to discover something about the data and to do that i will give you a role but you have to ask a specific question oh god okay and it and it can be about any kind of the data so i could yeah. ask a question about this fan fiction it's not you could if you wanted to uh okay well Today the today the fan fiction would be harder because there's less of it than the than the I am not I'm not I mean you can do either, but but it would just be a little bit harder. Uh yeah, I think Caro would be kind of like, well, who's writing this? And she'd probably look at the types of words and turns of phrase that were used and the kind of vocabulary and see if she could maybe ascertain the age of the person who'd written it. Because she has a horrible, horrible feeling about this, to be fair. Excellent. That's a good question. And, and it's actually going to be, because of the framing of the question, it's actually pretty easy. <laughs> Give me a knowledge roll of seven. Knowledge roll of seven. Okay. Ooh. Oh, wait. Uh, six, seven, eight. That's eight overall. Cool. Um, this is not just one person. You can tell by the way it's being coded that that this isn't even, like, two or three people. This feels like dozens perhaps of individual and you don't know if they're people exactly more than you know that they are dozens of different ways that this information is being coded okay and there's no consistencies it's very much each is it well not maybe a separate voice but each voice kind of runs into each other perhaps give me a knowledge roll of Ten. Oh god. Well, I know I'm on the right tracks because you're making me roll. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing, doing what I can. Okay, I got a seven overall. Yeah, you can't really tell. Not with yeah, the amount fair. of data that you have available that's to fair. you. You do know that they are definitely coded separately. These are separate. Mm-hmm. The, these are not all one running dialogue. These are different entries that just seem to have the same sort of theme and flavor. Okay. Right. So well, that's I'm food gonna, for thought. Yeah, I'm going to let you sit with that for a little while and <laughs> uh, tell me what's going on in Anders' this morning. Because I think Anders, what Anders would do is that after having been summarily kicked out yesterday, Anders is going to be going in bright and early to that same research substation that he was kicked out of previously. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, um, after integrating yourself into your lovely cosy dorm room and leaving bright and early, I'm assuming, um, yeah, like, you passed Nestor Boyle on the way and he's, like, surprised to see you. He's like, I was gonna come and get you, but 
here you are. Um, so yeah, no, you you both walk to work. Um, and did I have something written for this? I feel like I had a conversation written for this. Um, I will be cannibalizing most of what I've written for this session for this time skip, to be fair. Oh, uh, that's fine. Yeah, but at least I wrote something. Um, so yeah, now as you're walking to work, it's not the longest walk, but Nechten, he, he has a lot on his mind and it's, it seems obvious to you that he wants to talk about it. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know, with a, with a couple of right, uh, maybe inflections of the voice you could probably get across to him that you don't want to talk about it if you wanted to go that route, but he seems to want to talk. Um, yeah. No, Anders is totally into it. He's, cool. He's very, very interested. Oh, just as a point of reference, we both are back up to... No, you're not. You're up to f- four, five health. You're up to five health. Anders is back to seven. So, wheat. I'm going to mark that... I'm going to mark both health points down just so, just so I know. Because... Uh, okay. So... Anders at full health. Wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Caro, not so much. Do you say five? Yeah, you're up to five now. Five health. Cool. Five health out of a total of seven. Cool. All right. So, yeah, no, and, um, so... Yeah, Anders is totally into talking to Nechton. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, yeah, Nechton's kind of... He's he's not quite sure how to, like, begin, and he, there's a lot on his mind, and, I mean, you totally told a lot of, uh... Porky Pies about Sunday Grant yesterday, which is not a good move in security. Um, and he's, he's not quite sure where to begin, and he keeps, like, stopping and starting. And it's, it's quite frustrating, because you just wish he'd, like, stick to a single sentence and follow it through to the end. Um, and then he just starts... And then he decides... He start, finally settles on the... I, I don't know, man. I guess I've just been thinking a lot about life. You know... Yeah, dude, I totally understand what you're saying. Oh, that's this great because I just feel like like people don't don't really listen sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I don't think they listen to you because uh, you're not really effective at the things you do. Wow, say how you really feel, and Nechton is just sulking for the rest of your walk to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, putting that social of one to good use. <laughs> do what I can. Uh, so what is Anders being, what is Anders' assignment on his, his, I guess, first full day? First full day, okay. okay. Um, whether Nechton likes it or not, he's kind of your buddy for, for the kind of duration of, uh, getting you kind of trained up and kind of integrated. Because the riot happened and you proved that you were very good at what you did, uh, in regards to the riot, like, they've kind of a bunch of training and I thought well you obviously don't need that um, so you're you know in amongst it uh, in some ways so you return to the screens um, um, so you return to the room that you met uh, Miriam Bob and the other guy who I haven't given a name yet Miriam <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bob and the other guy aren't there um, and you're not sure where they are, but it's it's you and a couple of like mostly green robes, and they're all kind of part of security. Um, and uh, yeah, Nechton's kind of like, yeah, no, the morning we're just gonna 
spend surveilling and then we're gonna go and do some rounds and walk around and just check everything's all right but obviously if there's a situation on these screens then we we'd go out and uh, we'd uh, sort that right out but yeah just you know keep your eyes peeled and uh, see what happens uh, hopefully not as much as earlier in the week <laughs> and he just kind of looks uh, like he's trying to make be light-hearted but he's doing a really bad job um, Anders just kind of nods to him and, and takes a seat at, at, at uh, is he at, does he have like a terminal does he have like oh yeah a there's, a, there's a terminal and there's um there's also like the main kind of banks of screens that gives you like a variety of kind of feeds I mean I mean are you are you looking at these closely do you want me yeah, to yeah I think yeah Anders is at this point just trying to get a sense for what is being surveilled sure um okay I need to just sort my thoughts out because they're a bit of a jumble um yes <laughs> right <laughs> um i had something written for this and i've forgotten how to read um <laughs> reading's hard reading is hard um okay right cool that's not what i thought i had written that's great <laughs> <laughs> well done past yes i asked you to do one thing and you have failed me um so yeah, sorry, you were looking at the screens. Cool. Yep. yep, okay, as we've established before, there's a couple of feeds that look like they're shot on a GoPro, which is weird. Um, there's are seemingly somewhere in this facility actual security cameras? Question mark, question mark, question mark. There's a couple of like viewpoints that just don't move or don't move as much as the like GoPro-esque footage. Um, and uh, they are actually kind of mostly centered around like gray robe areas, a couple of green robe areas, but not as many. Um, you do kind of notice from the GoPro images that you see almost exclusively higher level robes in that footage. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of broad strokes um, impression you get of the bank of screens and feeds that you see. Um, your terminal, um, your terminal. What's on your terminal? Why have my brain gone blank? Uh, um, yeah, no, I guess terminal would be you have your own kind of user. You can put like personal files on here, but um, that's probably a bad idea. Let's be honest. Um, and there is kind of like a rudimentary sort of messaging system. Like if there's like an alert or a situation um, and for whatever reasons they can't communicate information to you via other means. Um, then you would get kind of like a digital kind of like bulletin board there, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's quite similar to some of the low level like computers that we've seen throughout the facility. Does Anders have any way of finding out where people might be held who the, the messengers kind of take into, into confinement? Um... When you look at the kind of bank of uh, feeds and things, you you notice that, like, there doesn't seem to be anything that looks like an interrogation room. I mean, um, yeah, no, there's... You would have thought that would be included here of all places. I mean, you can ask about it if you like, um, but, like, you can't see something that obviously looks like someone is being held and observed uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, I think my action is going to be to ask about it. I want sure. to know. Are you asking Necton or are you going to ask someone else in the room? Uh, no, I'm not going to ask Necton because Necton's useless. I'm going to he, ask. He is useless. <laughs> uh, 
are the people in the room all um, flesh and blood, or are there any androids among them? That is a good question. Uh, at this point in the morning, it is mostly flesh and blood people. There are one or two androids, but they they seem to be quite busy. They seem to be kind of like busying themselves at the edges of the crowd and the flesh and blood people are still kind of like settling in for the day or their shift or whatever and they're a bit chattier yeah okay i'll ask one at random then um the question would be something like after the incident we captured a few people for further questioning and i was just wondering where where we put them that's fair enough um okay uh are you just straight up asking yeah just what happened uh, to those guys yeah what happened to them okay so you're talking to a green robe called aliona and uh she kind of like pulls a face at you and she's kind of like why why are you asking like they're being dealt with that's all we need to know i mean that's not really all we need to know we also need to know where they are so we can keep oh. track of them no 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 that, we are that sick- doesn't concern us that's being dealt with by higher ups you know red robes and that lot and sunday um uh that's not really our department we're kind of here for the kind of general day-to-day things we don't really have the specialist skills required to interrogate people invading our home we kind of leave that to the people that are best suited for that job so uh yeah we're not tasked with observing or talking to those kinds of people so we don't do anything useful oh no we do we do a lot useful we we you know manage to the day-to-day of the rest of the organization we make sure everyone is safe in and of themselves and uh we make sure we, we settle petty grievances we settle petty disagreements and um we we maintain the inner workings of the organization great Anders turns away from her and returns to his computer screen and just sort of checks out for the <laughs> most of the rest That's of the fair. morning. Aliona's just kind of like, okay then, uh, new guy, and Necton's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and everyone kind of gives you a slightly wide berth after that. All right, let's 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 look at the afternoon. So uh, in the afternoon, right around lunchtime, Calvin comes over to your station and he says, uh, invites you to lunch. Um, Sylvester also has told you that you probably need to get this information processed by the end of the day. Because you've been poking around in it, you're a little bit behind. Damn. Um, so what do you do? Um, as much as I'd like to fully understand what lunch is to Kelvin, um, it's probably best that I take advantage of the fact that maybe there'll be less people about. There definitely will be less people about. In fact, so far, probably half the room. So your room is filled almost exclusively with... Um, you, you've realized now that your room is about half half android, half human, filled almost exclusively with uh, gold robes, with about 10% of them being green robes. You are the only gray robe in here. Awkward. <laughs> and people kind of give you a little bit of a mm. an eye because of that Mm, I am beneath them Uh, (laughs) yeah no um, yeah as politely as one can turn down Kelvin's offer and go nah it's fine I'll work through lunch I'm a bit behind I'm a bit slow still getting used to this oh no problem do you want me to bring you something back (sighs) my stomach's still unsettled from everything that's happened so don't worry about it You, you just go and relax great I'll do that and he just sort of totters off. <laughs> oh, 
conversations are so simple. Um, yeah, no, she, um, like the fan fiction thing is weird, but I think we've kind of gone as far as we can with that. Um, so you said there was video footage, right? Oh yeah, tons of it. Right, okay. Ah, oh, tons of it. Okay, what, like hours and hours? You would say it's, you can't even watch it. I would, I would suspect that there's something like a thousand hours of video. That, oh, that dude. Is like, that has just shown up. Right, okay. What else is left after that? Uh... So before, before everyone left, Sylvester's still here and Sylvester's out oh, on the floor. God, floor okay. Now, um, mm-hmm. Working at a station. He doesn't seem to be paying much attention to you. He hasn't really said more than about 10 words to you all day, except for, for the you're, best. you're running behind. Um, so a couple of the androids have stayed behind at the same time, but not really even all that many of them. Um, pretty much all of the flesh and blood people are gone. And so you're in a room with Sylvester and a small handful of gold-robed um, people. Right. Um, so probably don't want to poke around too much in things that don't necessarily concern me, uh, just in case there is someone looking at my scream at, screen at an inopportune moment. You can actually... Uh, you could probably check how tightly you're being surveilled it will take you time time away from doing the assignment that you've been given but that is one option of things that you could do right now it's probably kind of get worth getting a sense just so i know for later how uh like are people just absorbed in their own work or are they kind of like meerkat looking around up to see like what progress other people are making like how frequently is someone looking at a screen not their own so do you want to know whether you are being surveilled by other human beings or other individuals, or do you want to know whether you're being surveilled electronically? That is a good question. Crap, I hadn't even thought about that, and I worked in IT for a year. Ah! <laughs> Jesus, okay. Right, okay. Well, it's going to look less suspicious if I just keep looking at my screen, isn't it? So might as well try and see if there's any kind of remote surveillance like screen sharing that I'm not aware um, of otherwise. So I'm going to say that there's two ways you can go about this. You can use your hacking tools if you're willing to get your phone out of your... If you have your phone and you're willing to get your phone out, you can use your hacking tools. Which probably will... a bad shout. Probably a bad shout. <laughs> or you can take the DC-10 knowledge roll and try it from there. Sure, why not? DC-10 knowledge roll, please. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Right. I mean, I've been rolling consistently low uh, most of today, so we'll see how this goes. Nine overall. You have a pretty good... You know what? You have no idea whether or not you're being electronically surveilled. But you do know one thing. You do know that these systems seem to be networked in a very weird way. They seem to be isolated. They seem to be isolated from the broader network of the organization oh that's interesting as if there's something they're working on that they don't want infecting the rest of the network perhaps as if they are not all that interested in anyone beyond the these four walls to have access to the Uh, kinds of data that they do okay it's not so much something getting out it's something getting in interesting okay um so i'm guessing intranet type dealio uh without any kind of 
further reaching network other than that. So it's not so much a like enclave at, as a no. I'm just trying. I'm just saying words. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're if you're being surveilled, you're being surveilled from within this room. Well, you're not being surveilled okay. from the broader kind of panopticon. Okay. Um, panopticon. That's a great word. Yes. Um, Yes, and there's no uh, access to the outside world at all from these computers. Otherwise, I suspect there isn't. I just want, I just haven't asked before. Yeah, I'm gonna say that that's pretty simple to find out. Like no one, you, you know, that's not. They're not hiding that. It's these these are isolated as far as you can tell from from the outside network. Okay, so it's its own little island. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So if she was caught doing something she maybe wasn't meant to do this room would know first and maybe there'd be a delay before the rest of the organization knew not that she's planning anything but it's just good to know these things you know yep 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 (laughs) um so let's see it's probably best to get her head down and catch up Well, okay, I'm going to give you a choice. Right at the end of, of like, right before everyone starts coming back and um, Sylvester comes over to your your desk and kind of um, sort of stands there in front of you. Yes? So, how are you doing on your assignment today? I'm a little slow, still kind of getting to grips with this sort of thing, but um, I w- w- won't leave until it's done, basically. Well, we appreciate that, as I'm sure you know. But when your friend returns, there's something else that I could use a little bit of help with. Oh, right. Okay. It's up to you, though. I'm not going to twist your arm on this. You would have to go back into the um, simulation from a few nights ago. Oh, the uh, simulation with all your friends. I hope that they're your friends as well. Well, we'll think about it, uh, and we'll let you know. Wonderful. And he just turns, and he, he returns to the <laughs> workstation God. that he's with. Because that was getting awkward. <laughs> so, uh, what's the last thing you do before, I guess, um, lunch ends and everyone returns? Do you um, keep working on your thing? Um, have you decided whether or not you're going to go go in? Um, if you decide to go in, it will you'll definitely be working into the evening if you feel like actually finishing your assignment. It's probably best to, like keep her head down for at least a little while and try and get whatever this is done. Okay. Uh, let's say you just work work through it. Everyone kind of ambles back in and people are kind of chatting to one another. Um, you, you start to notice that people aren't really talking to you um, that much. That's and probably for the best. <laughs> Kelvin uh, smiles and waves at you as he comes in and returns to his own station and gets back to work. Oh, bless him. All right. So let's go back to Anders. What what does the afternoon look like? 